bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the believer's advantage. And um, Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, and Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4 have been our texts. Malachi 3, 1 to 3, then Acts 2, 1 to 4. You will find what the Holy Spirit said in Malachi 3 being fulfilled in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, especially if you look at those key words that are there, those very key words. He said, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Look at the word suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. You remember that in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, the Bible says suddenly. They were in one accord, but then suddenly the Holy Ghost came. He had, it, it, it had been prophesied in Malachi that he shall suddenly come to his temple. He shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, see the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire. Somebody say fire. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire. And here, it had been prophesied, refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. And it shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And it shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto God an offering in righteousness. I must tell you, the process of purifying, the process of purging is not easy. When, before gold becomes attractive, you don't like raw gold if you see it. If you are given, you might reject it. I have a friend who is into geo exploration. He says it's smelly. It's not nice. It's dark. It's dull. It's not attractive. Nobody likes anything that is dull and unattractive and smelly. But that's gold. But nobody likes it in that form. And sometimes our lives are in that form. Until the Holy Ghost comes and takes us through the furnace of fire. And this happens not just once. It happens again and again as we grow, as we graduate from level to level in spiritual things. You get to a particular point in your life, you say, ah, God, are you, what do you have against me? I was talking to Pastor Luayemi, one of my beloved pastors some time ago, and I was talking about one of the generals, God's generals in this country. He said one day the man screamed in his church. If I mention him, all of you know this particular person I'm talking about, one of our fathers in the faith. In the church, he said, Lord, why are you stretching me this much? You're stretching me. I'm going through my own stretching too. Real stretching. These things happen so that we can become better instruments in the hands of God. Nobody likes gold in the raw form. But for gold to become what it is that everybody's dying for, something that a woman will have and keep in a trinket box and go and put in the bank. Because you don't want anybody to steal your gold. Do you know how much they sell 24 karat gold now? Gold doesn't lose its value. In fact, that's why some people, I don't know how true, but some people said that money is actually stored in gold. In the final end, in the final analysis. But before it can become something attractive and shiny and beautiful 
and what everybody wants, it goes through the fire. It has been refined in the fire. And then it comes out shining and sparkling and everybody wants to go after it. The reason some of you are going through what you're going through right now is because God is preparing you for the next level of his assignment for your life. And at that level, there are certain baggages you carry now, or baggage, that you, because I don't know if that's English. I know luggage. You can't say luggages. That's wrong. There are certain, so we are baggages, right? Baggage. Okay, so baggage or luggage. So there are certain luggage you carry now that you cannot afford to carry to the next level. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child. He said, but when I became an adult, I had to drop childish things. There are certain things that we are still carrying now that we cannot afford to carry to the next level of life. And so they have to come down and those things come down and they drop off from us as we go through the refiner's fire. You can't afford to be keeping malice anymore for the assignment that God has for your life. You can't afford to be wishing others evil anymore. For the assignment that God has for your life. You can't afford to be doing sleepover at your boyfriend's place anymore. Because of the assignment that God has for your life. You can't afford to be changing figures in your place of work anymore. Because of the assignment that God has for your life. You can't afford to be sleeping too much anymore. Because of the assignment that God has for your life. So certain things happen. Not necessarily because the devil wants to kill you. Yes, he's an opportunist. But because the, the refiner's fire is refining you. Can I have an amen to that? I must tell you that nobody likes that process. Including yours sincerely. Because it's demanding. It's so tasking. I mean, for a general. I don't want to mention this person's name. If I mention his name, you all know him. He's a popular Nigerian minister and God is using him mightily for him to scream in the church and say Lord why are you stretching me this much it is because of the glory the glory ahead and the glory that we carry on the inside can I have an amen and I pray for you today you will emerge a glorious person a glorious child of God in the name of Jesus all the potential today what I want to do is to bless you all the potential that you carry on the inside by the mighty hand of God will find expression in your lifetime. Yeah. You know, some people don't ever shine in their lifetime. Yours will not be like that. That's why they said that the graveyard is the richest place. You know why the graveyard is the richest place? Because there are so many poems that were never written. So many songs never released. So many playlets never acted. So many designs that never saw the light of day. So many accomplishments that never happened. Because the people that carried the potential went to the grave with those things. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So the Holy Ghost comes to the fore to purify us. So that we can offer an offering to God in righteousness. When you're going through this refining and this purifying, it's like you're going to die. Would there be another day like this? <laughs> another day is coming. Let me tell your neighbors, another day is coming. Look for another neighbor, say Sunday is coming. Look for another neighbor, say a brighter day is coming. Let's go to Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. Jesus actually said to them in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4, 
The Bible makes it clear to us that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of what? You remember fire, refiner's fire in Malachi? Now you're do you remember that? Let's make it interactive. Wait just a few minutes, please. Do you remember that? Okay, now. Now we're seeing the fire again, and the fire sat upon each of them. If you look at it in calendars, some religious calendars, it's like one tiny fire, like this, sitting upon each of them. No, that's not what happened. It was fire that sat on them. Sat, actually, literally sat on them, engulfed them, covered them. The Holy Ghost sat on them. Do you know, do you think the Holy Ghost is just that tiny thing? It covers you. Every part of you. Every part of you. It works in your spirit, in your soul. It even works in your body. Do you know that the Holy Ghost also works in our body? Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. So the Holy Ghost doesn't just work. It's not just for your spirit and your soul. It also works in our body. So he can bring healing to our body. Can I have an amen to that? If there's any ailments in your body right now, be healed in the name of Jesus. In your mind, be healed in the name of Jesus. Sat upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And this is where I want to stop. So I started talking to us about why you should speak in tongues. Some people already know this, but not many know this. And some of us who already know it, we don't know it like we should know it. And I want us to understand it the way the, the Holy Spirit himself wants us to understand it. So that we can take advantage of his ministry. Take advantage of this blessing that he has brought into our lives. The points are not many. I'm, I'm sharing just one today because of time. And then continue from there. Right. So, last week, I gave us number one. It's a direct hotline. Do you remember that? Number two. What was my number two? It's how you edify yourself. Number one says it's a direct outline to God. Because according to 1 Corinthians, if you're writing, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2, the Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not to men, but to God. He said, No man, for no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not to men, but to who? How often do you like to talk to God? Every day, every time, every moment. Lord, this is it. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I magnify your name. Lord, I thank you because I'm not alone. It looks like I'm alone, but I'm not alone. Glory be to God. It's not in the feeling. There are times you feel alone. Uh, anybody here, have you ever felt alone? You felt alone. Okay, have you ever felt lonely? <laughs> have you ever felt helpless? Have you ever felt hopeless? Ah... Feeling, feeling, feeling. But hey, it's not in the feeling. Tell your neighbor, say it's not in the feeling. It's in the knowing. Do you know, let me ask them, do you know that God is with you? Fee, do you know? Don't say fee, you're not everybody's fee. I just said that. Do you know that God is with you? It, it has to be in the knowing, not in the feeling. This is the way we talk to God directly. When we pray in the Holy Ghost, direct hotline. God said in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, Call upon me and I will answer you. And I will show you greater mighty things that you don't know. 
Can I ask you something? Are there things that God knows that you don't know? <laughs> Can I ask in another way? Does God know more than you? May we come to that place of total surrender to him. In Jesus' name. I mean, we struggle. I still struggle also in this area sometimes. My wife preaches to me and tells me, hand, hand it over to God. I say, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, but the next moment I go back to you and say, ah, how am I going to sort this out? How am I going to, 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 are you the one to do it? Get off the driver's seat and allow God drive. And you enjoy the ride. Amen? Isn't it sweet when your daddy is cruising and then you are enjoying the ride? How many of us will buy a ticket and go to the airplane? And when you bought the plane, you go to the cockpit and say, Well, uh, pilot, can I see your license? I want to know whether you really know how to fly a plane. You are flying me to England, but I need to be sure that you can fly. We don't do that. You, you get your boarding pass, you go into the airplane, you locate your seat number, you sit down, right? And then you expect that the plane will taxi on the runway and after a while take off and then you are cruising at 33,000 miles above sea level and then in six hours, less than five minutes, you land at Heathrow International Airport in London. Am I right about that? You just cool off. They give you salad, you eat it. They give you chicken, you eat it. They give you juice, you drink it. You play some music, you slip off, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you read your book. You slip off and then you wake up and then here you are in the United Kingdom, in the UK. You don't worry who is in the cockpit. You don't worry who is in the cockpit. You don't worry whether it's Hausa, Yoruba, Igbo, white, black, Hispanic, Asian. Do you ever worry about that? You just enjoy the flight. Lord, we receive the grace to enjoy the flight while you fly. We receive the grace to get out of the driver's seat, to get out of the pilot's seat and let you lead us in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for you this morning and I'm also praying for myself. Number two, I told us it's how you edify yourself. What does edify mean? Build up. Build up. Like when guys go to the gym, Tosi and the rest of them, and they're pumping iron, they're pumping iron, they're pumping iron. OG Kingin, I think he's also one of them. I'm not too sure, but I know Ibex is one of them. I'm not sure Paulo Ricci, you know, when, uh, yeah. But, but I, think, I think some of them pump spiritually. They're like me, we pump, we pump spiritually. Danny Lenz used to go to the gym. I don't know if he still does. When I grow up, I'll go to the gym. Now, so, I mean, when you pump iron and pump iron and pump iron, you're building your muscles. You're building, you're building. The muscles are there. It's not the iron that gives you the muscle. It's already there. Even for those of us who appear like, you know, it's not there, we call for the things that be not as though they were. Can I have an amen? Because those things are actually there. But as you exercise, they begin to come out. They begin to show up. Pop, pop. And then that's where some people like to wear t-shirts, you know, to church on Sunday morning, just because they want to harass the rest of us. You know, they just, want to, they just like to show off. You know, and then they wear tight-fitting shirts and all of that just for us to have some respect for them. It's okay. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. The one on the inside is what matters the most. Amen. But, but the Bible says bodily exercise profited little. Uh, but can I tell you something? Little is much when God is in it. Amen. Uh -huh. <laughs> so as I'm giving you this, I'm balancing it with that. Amen. Praise God. Now, the word edify is what the Jewish people use 
when they want to charge their phone, they say, I want to build my battery. I want to build my battery. Like when you use your mobile phone for a long time, what happens to your battery? It comes low. Now, how do you get it to come up? You prophesy over it? Phone before. Battery before. Do you do that? What do you do? You charge it. You plug it in. So they say, I want to build my battery. I want to edify my battery. You also need to edify yourself. When you're feeling low, we all do at some point, for some reason, maybe due to the loss of a job or an opportunity or a loved one or you just wake up and you discover that uh, pump price of petrol is now 603 naira or something, or 580 naira, right? Now, that gets to you, first of all. In Nigeria, I want to recommend to all of you, if you can, do at least 30 minutes in the morning of speaking in tongues. If you can, do an hour. Because we hear news that have the tendency to depress us, all of us. This is not just a Nigerian thing, it's all over the world. Sometimes you hear that people are, there's a shootout in a secondary school, in, a, in an elementary school or whatever school, overseas. Or there's a shootout, you know, over there, somebody just acts like, just carry a gun, enter an eatery and open fire on everybody. Unsuspecting people. One moment they were eating burger and pizza and taking ice cream, and drinking some milkshake, the next moment their blood is all over the place. Why? Because somebody full of the devil just got into the place and opened fire. One of the things that the Holy Spirit does is to guide us. And I tell you, the guidance of the Holy Spirit can save one's life. There might be a particular eatery or a particular place where you normally like to go and eat. And you want to go that day, and the Holy Spirit says, don't go. Or it just gives you this hesitation in your spirit man you are just you want to go some of you know what i'm talking about but something is just dragging you back it's not something check i wish i got it right every time i wish but even when we get it wrong he helps us to recalibrate amen so we are not hopeless can i have an amen we are not a hopeless case so there are times that yeah we out of stubbornness or insensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We burn our fingers. But having burnt our fingers, it doesn't leave us there. It doesn't abandon us. So we need to edify ourselves. That's why I told us last week, I said sometimes we need to get up and walk the floor. Walk the floor. Get up in the midnight, walk the floor. Get up early in the morning, walk the floor. What do I mean by walking the floor? Those of you that were in church last Sunday, did you walk the floor or not? I didn't hear that yes properly. Like, were you really blessed? Yes, Did something break? Yes, I felt it. I felt it. And interestingly, the media could not project that service on one of our major channels. But it's okay. As many as were here, I believe that God already delivered us from certain things. And those things will never find their way back into our lives in Jesus' name. Number three, which is my main point for today, the only point, it opens the channel to receive help from the Holy Spirit. 
speaking in tongues opens the channel to receive help from the Holy Spirit. Put on the screen for me Romans 8, 26 to 27. Romans 8, 26 to 27. Romans 8, 26 to 27. Let me ask you first of all, is there anybody in this house this morning that needs help? One person, two, three, four, five. If you ask me to lift my hands, I'll lift both hands and legs. <laughs> Do you need help? Yes, David the psalmist said in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? And my help cometh from the government. My help cometh from my parents. Where does your help come from? From the Lord. Who made the heavens and the earth. It will not suffer your foot to be moved. Can I have an amen? amen? In Psalm 46 and verse 1, the Bible says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. When? In the time of need. 46 and verse 1. 46 and verse 1. God bless you, media. Help. Let's read it together, everybody. One, two, go. God is our refuge and strength. Is he present? What does it mean to be present? Right here. Right here with me. Somebody say, God is right here with me. Circumstances of life make God seem so far away. Has anybody ever felt like that before? Like, oh, God, where are you? This is why some people scream when they pray. Like that Jesus is very far away. You need to shout to get his attention. He's near. Somebody say he's near. A very present help in trouble. Are you in trouble? God is your very present help. But how do we get this help? One of the ways we get help is by speaking in tongues, praying in the Spirit. Let me now show you how. Romans 8, 26 to 27. Quickly, I want to wrap this up. Thank you. Somebody getting blessed already? Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Infirmities here does not mean sicknesses and diseases. Yeah, he heals us from that also. But he's talking about our human limitations. Like we don't know everything. We are limited in our knowledge. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen next week. You don't know this, you don't know that, you don't know this, you don't know that. So it helps our infirmities. It helps our weaknesses. You will find it in another translation as weaknesses. All right? For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. He didn't say we know not what we should pray for. I mean, if you need money, you know you should pray for money, right? If you need healing, you know you should pray for healing. Is that right? Come and talk to me, church. Is that right? But as we ought, that's what we don't know. As we are supposed to pray. And if you keep praying wrongly, you never get the right answers. It's like traveling in the wrong direction. You never get to the right de destination. Do you understand that? You are going to the University of Ibadan. Are you supposed to face this direction or face this direction? 
this direction. If you face this direction, you wind up at Mokola roundabout. From there, Adamasimba, you are going to Dubai. After Dubai, Alesh Lawyer Junction, from there you are going to Mobile, you are going to Challenge, and you are probably on your way to Lagos. You travel two hours now, you are in Lagos. University of Ibadan is about 10 minutes drive from here. Hmm. It doesn't matter how long you travel in the wrong direction. Though. Sometimes, when things are delayed, or when some prayers look like they are not answered, it is not always God. There are times that God is working on your character and all of that, but it is not always God. Though. There are times that we are praying the wrong prayer. And praying the wrong prayer, God is not under obligation to answer it all. He's not a sentimental God. He's a God that keeps to his word. Therefore, the best way to pray is to pray the word. Pray his word back to him. God, you said, and I believe it, and I'm praying it back to you. Is that clear? Is that clear? And one of the ways you can never miss it praying is when you pray in the Holy Spirit. Because it is the Holy Spirit now that is helping you in your prayer life, in your prayer time. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we are supposed to. That's as we ought. The way we are supposed to ask for it. The way we are supposed to present our case. So you keep presenting it the wrong way. You never get the right judgment. As a lawyer, you go to the court of law. Yeah, you know why you are fighting. You are fighting for your client. But you are presenting your case in the wrong way. The judge is looking at you like, did you go to law school at all? What, what university did you graduate from? Who conferred the degree on you? As we ought. Somebody say, as we ought. Come on. Say, as we ought. He said, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. The spirit himself on the inside of you begins to make intercession. He doesn't like the fact that you are hurting. He doesn't like the fact that you are lonely and alone. He doesn't like the fact that your body is sick. He doesn't like the fact that you are clueless in your situation. He wants to bring help. So he will keep interceding with groanings that cannot be altered. Now, verse 27. Verse 27. Now, some people do that groaning mechanically. They just start groaning by themselves. No, it is the spirit that does the groaning. It is the one that does the interceding with groanings that cannot be altered. Alright? Don't try and be mechanical about it. Now, let's start groaning. Then you see people start groaning. No. Let the Holy Ghost. You can pray in the spirit, listen, to a point that you don't have words anymore to utter. And you start groaning. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? You can pray to that point that you are just... <clears throat> oh, oh. It's not in the flesh. Verse 27. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Listen. We are blessed. I said we are blessed. 
the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Intercession according to the will of God. The will of God is the word of God. The word of God is the will of God. Amen? In other words, you can never go wrong praying in the Spirit because it will help you pray according to what is written here. And we have read this book from cover to cover. What we see at the back of it is victory. Three people came to church. Makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This is how we get help. So when you speak in tongues, you are opening up the channel to receive help from the Holy Spirit. It is the gateway to the supernatural. You want to enter into the dimension of the supernatural? Speaking in tongues is the gateway. That's a topic on its own. I'm moving on very quickly because I want to close like I promised. Now, there are times that we have naughty issues in our lives. There are naughty issues that you just can't explain. You don't know why you can't explain it. And you're wondering what's going on. How long will this last? We can get help through the Holy Spirit. How do we get this help? The Bible says in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. James 1.5 on the screen, please. If any of you, now, let's read together. One to go. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him, let him go to Google. People go to Google a lot. Google, how am I, this is the way I'm feeling. What's going on with me? Google, this, I'm, I'm thirsty. What, what, do I, what do I drink? Google, what kind of man should I date? If any of you lack wisdom, what should you do? Ask of God. That give it to all men liberally. And upbraid it not. What's the meaning of upbraid it not? This is not braiding. Not braiding a woman's hair. This is fault finding. Somebody say fault finding. God gives wisdom without fault finding. Like, hey, you know, that was what you did two years ago. You didn't listen to me. You've come again with your coconut head. Now, if God calls your head coconut head, it becomes coconut head. Because at what point does it become coconut head? The moment it comes out of his mouth. The word that goes out of his mouth will never change. So God does not call our head coconut head. Our head is blessed. Amen? Amen. God will not say, eh, you know, two weeks ago, that was how you asked for wisdom. I gave you. You didn't use it. Two days ago, that was how you asked for wisdom. Before I even gave you, you had run away. Now you are, you are coming back. I, I don't have time for you. No. The Bible says God does not find fault. Our parents may do that. Our friends may do that. Our colleagues may do that. Our church members may do that. But God does not do that. Is that clear, everybody? Now, it will give you wisdom without upbraiding. And the Bible says, and it shall be given him. Hmm. Sometimes it's not as simple as it is said here. This is where speaking in tongues also comes in. So when you have an issue in your life, you can decide to separate yourself for two days or three days in fasting. And when you fast, pray a whole lot in the Holy Spirit. Lord, this is the situation, and I just want to seek your face for help. And the Bible says that he that prays in an unknown tongue should also pray to interpret. 
So you can tell God, Lord, I want to interpret what I'm praying. I want to be able to interpret. Because that's where the wisdom comes from. Now, God may give you an interpretation from your mouth. Or he may impress the answer into your spirit. There's the example of one of my pastor friends in the U.S. They were looking for a place to start their church. And they had looked and looked and looked and it was very difficult. One day himself and his wife were praying, praying in the spirit. Said all of a sudden, I think it was from the wife's mouth. They were praying in the Holy Ghost. They were asking for wisdom. Wisdom is the way out of every situation. Are you with me? I'm closing shortly. So please listen to this. If you're in the furnace of affliction right now, if you're in trouble right now, wisdom is the way out. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. So in all you're getting, get wisdom. Where do we get wisdom from? From God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask his parents. Let him ask of God. So, when I want to hear from God like that, I just sometimes put my hand on my belly. That has nothing to do. But I just like, because the Bible says that in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching through all the inward parts of the belly. So I put my hands there. The wisdom will come from the inside. All of a sudden, you could get it in your spirit. Send an email to that school now. And the Lord will give you the content of the email. Recently, I had an issue with someone, my landlord actually. And of course, we were not owing. By the help of God, we don't owe. But certain people did certain things and they misrepresented me. And the man didn't even want to talk to me. He's a reverend, I'm a pastor. He doesn't live in Nigeria and he wouldn't want to see me. Just wanted me to go get out of the house. Now, it would have been a lot of trouble because I was dealing with some business situation. At the same time, I'll be looking for a house. At the same time, you have church to deal with and a whole lot of other things. I wanted to handle it in the flesh. But one day after praying, praying in the spirit, Sunday like this after service, as I sat down on my chair in the office, you know, my usual meetings with my leaders, we had the meetings, and when everybody left, I was alone. Having prayed in the Holy Ghost, the wisdom came from the inside. Get on your phone, write a text to this man. I got on the phone, I started composing the text. I finished composing, he told me, delete this, delete that, take this out, add this. And I did it according to precision. By his mercy. I sent it to him. The man received it under 24 hours. He changed his mind. The same man that said, no, no, I don't want to talk to that pastor. Because I went to meet another pastor on the estate. I sent, it, I sent him to him. 
I said, please let me talk to him. Talk to him on my behalf. The man got back and said, doesn't even want to talk to you. Before the Lord gave me this wisdom. When the Lord gave me this wisdom, he called the same man. He said, go and tell pastor he should continue staying as long as he wants to. Glory be to God. And I won't be staying there for long because I'll be moving to my own house soon in the name of Jesus. I'm believing God and I thank you for that enthusiasm. Amen. And you all will someday move to your own houses too in Jesus' name. I'm telling you what wisdom can do. It will save you a lot of stress. Wisdom. Just to know what to do. Ah, may you know what to do. In John chapter 6 verse 6, Jesus asked Philip, Philip, how do we feed this multitude? Philip said, if we buy 200 penny worth of bread, it will not be enough to go round. That's like a year's salary. If we combine the salary of one year or salaries of one year, it will not be enough to buy bread for this multitude. The Bible says, he asked Philip this in order to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. Jesus knew what he would do because Jesus is the wisdom of God. May you never lack wisdom again. Amen. Jesus knew what he would do. May you always know what to do. Amen. We get stranded when we don't know what to do. You say, I don't know where to turn to. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to do it. Hey! Wisdom is available. It's available when you take time and Separate yourself and pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Separate yourself could mean your break time at work. Go separately somewhere. Instead of gisting with your colleagues and everybody's chit-chatting and then you're talking about some, some trending issues on Twitter. Hey, take some time off. Some of you need to fast social media. Fast it and take some time to pray in the Holy Ghost and listen. Pray and listen. Tell your neighbor, say pray and listen. Add one more, say pray. Listen and obey. Pray, listen and obey. Pray, listen and obey. That's the way out. Especially when there are naughty issues. I wrap up this way. When you are facing a situation you don't understand, pray in a language you don't understand. Amen? Let him be your advocate. Let him speak for you. You are going through a situation you don't understand? Pray in a language you don't understand. Let the unknown fight the unknown. Let the unknown take care of the unknown. Are there people in church this morning who are going through stuff they don't understand? I want to pray with such people. You're going through stuff you don't understand. I want you to pray in a language you don't understand. Let the unknown fight the unknown. Let the unknown face the unknown. You know, if you know what you are going through and you know the answer, shall you just go for the answer, right? But there are people listening to me online this morning and some people here on site who are going through stuff that they don't understand. Lord, where is this coming from? What did I do wrong? Where did I miss it? Where have I gone wrong? Lord, why? Why me? 
you've thought about it and it doesn't make any logical sense. That is something you don't understand. The best way to pray about it, therefore, is to pray in a way, in a language you don't understand. Stand on your feet, everybody. Part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is advocacy. Let him be your advocate. Let him speak for you. Nobody wants to hire a lawyer that cannot speak. I'll continue this series either next Sunday or upper. So upper Sunday will be 5th of August, 6th of August, and we'll be having our graduation service at the ICC. Those of you that are 24, going to 25, or you are 25 already, and you want to go to the other church, please register your intention. After service, you can see Brother Zacchaeus. Between today and next week, let's know how many people are leaving us, and we're going to miss them. We're going to be praying for you. But I will continue this series. Something has to break. Amen? If you, get a, if you hire a lawyer, and your lawyer gets to the court of law, and it's time to speak for you, and the lawyer opens his mouth or her mouth, ajar, and they can't speak. Would you like that kind of lawyer? Don't let the judge sentence me to prison. That's why I hired you. That's why I paid you. Now, thank God you don't need to pay the Holy Ghost. The blood of Jesus did the entire payment. So you have an advocate. You have a lawyer. You have a solicitor. You have an attorney. In America, they call them attorneys. An attorney in the UK, solicitor, Nigeria, lawyer, the Holy Ghost. What is it that you're going through that you don't understand? Would you allow him speak for you this morning? I want you to leave your seats and come to the altar. I want us to pray together. People in that category, you know this thing, honestly. I don't understand it. We're doing this together as a church family. So join hands. This is to let you know that you're not alone. You're not alone. When you're going through a tough time and somebody sends you a message and says, we are with you in this. It encourages you to know that you're not alone. So as you're holding the hands of your brothers and sisters this morning, you are saying to them, and they are also saying to you non-verbally, you are not alone. Can I have an amen to that? Apart from the church family being there with you and for you, the Holy Spirit is also there with you and for you.
of the people who came out this morning before we pray is there any of you who does not speak in tongues you don't speak in tongues yet can I see your hand up don't deceive yourself because we are praying in that language oh. let me see that face can you lift up your head a bit okay so Deborah, you are going to minister to her.